2016 has so far been defined by uncertainty in markets and for Europe one of the leading factors is the possibility of the UK separating and going it alone. With me to explain what sort of impact this would have for Europe is James Knightley, Senior Economist at ING. Well James, firstly if you can talk me through the costs and indeed the benefits of being an EU member. The key one, of course, is, is the trade story, the free access to European markets without quotas or, or tariffs. And that, I think, has been a huge beneficiary for the UK economy and also for Europe as well. It's deepened trade, it's created significant jobs as well and, and led to greater prosperity. But also, of course, the EU has, as its founding principle, been used as a, as a peaceful force. You know, it, was, it brought, brought into being after the end of the Second World War to try and bring the nations of Europe together. And, of course, you know, we've seen peace in Europe ever since. So, arguably, both on the economically and politically, it has been a success. But it is said to be quite expensive on a daily rate. Being a member, what are we looking at here? I think the costs have to be put into perspective. I mean, you see various estimates, but it's around £10 billion a year. But then again, what do we spend on other departments as well? We spend about 15 times as much on pensions and, and such like this. So in the national scheme of things, it's not that much. I mean, you've got to consider the national debt is over £1.6 trillion. £15 billion a year is not a great saving in the great scheme of things. So I think for the benefits that it actually provides, the actual cost in terms of financial costs is actually really quite small. There does seem to be a very much wait and see sentiment surrounding the Brexit but if it happened what sort of implications would it have for Europe? Well for Europe and more broadly I think it's going to have quite interesting political uh, implications because we've got a lot of elections coming up particularly in France, in Netherlands, in Ireland coming up over the next year or two. There is a growing sense of unhappiness. Uh, Anti-establishment parties have been doing very well that we've seen in, in Spain, in Greece, in Portugal and there is the potential that if these sorts of nationalists, anti-establishment parties see the UK going it alone, having control over its own borders, having control of its own national policy, that this could actually real, really build more momentum. So there is a broader political risk for Europe, that this sort of contagion, if you like, that this separatism, less integration within Europe actually starts to, to, to lead to a more disintegrated uh, Europe. So that's probably a key concern for me. But also, of course, you know, 10% of all European traders with the UK. And if you lose that and you start introducing tariffs and quotas, that's a big risk for your, your economy as well. And economically speaking for the UK, would it have much of an impact? Well, I think it would because we'd have a lot of uncertainty. If you've got a business in the UK, would it be fully allowed to trade openly with Europe? And there's that uncertainty. And I think a lot of foreign investors, particularly US and Asian investors, may take fright. So we may start to see those companies pull back on hiring, pull back on investment in the UK, and also UK corporates as well. If they trade a lot with Europe, would they be looking to really beef up their bases in the UK or would they be thinking about, well, actually, perhaps we need something in Europe? So there's the risk that investment and jobs start to slow. But also, I think, you know, there is the, the broader concern as well that this uncertainty, the political risks, makes people lose confidence. And if you lose confidence, you lose momentum and you start to see a real slowdown in the economic activity story. A lot of things I've been reading about the Brexit is that it will have a short term impact and then things might go back to normal. But who do you think will actually be impacted the most from this? It probably isn't going to be the big businesses, is it? Well, the big businesses will have bases overseas as well and bases in Europe in, in large parts too. So they probably won't be impacted. It's going to be the small and medium sized firms which suddenly start to see barriers if a deal isn't negotiated. Now, if the UK does vote for Brexit, and we do vote to leave at some point this year, there's actually a two-year window to negotiate a trade deal with Europe. So hopefully, if there is a Brexit, we can actually continue trading and a deal would secure the long-term future, if you like. But I guess my concern is that a lot of trade is not with Europe. And what happens then? We're going to have to start negotiating individual trade deals with the US, with Brazil, with China, because at the moment, 
we're trading under the EU umbrella. Now we separate from that, we've got to start negotiating deals with every other country and they may not be so quick to agree a deal. So it's not just Europe trade that we've got to worry about, we've got to look at global trade. So it might see a lot more red tape then perhaps? Perhaps, yeah, a lot more bureaucracy, a lot more red tape and a lot more difficulty in trading in general. And that's going to be bad news for jobs. So what sort of sentiment is coming from Europe when it comes to a Brexit? Is there a lot of ill feeling towards the UK? I don't think so. I mean, if you look at the government's uh, viewpoints from Europe, it's been very much that we want to keep the UK in, but not at any cost. So it's getting a deal, it's negotiating this deal that we've now seen, whether the European governments are actually happy with that deal, we're still waiting to see. So it's, it's sort of, you know, it's still up for negotiation.